0: hey guys what's up this is william the opinion updike i'm here with my buddy as i am every day Positive Chuck Mockler. It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. If you don't, it's parallel <laughs> Universe or What Could Have Been Wednesdays where we uh, analyze a moment in Cl- Clippers history and think about what could have happened had things gone a little bit differently. Intriguing. Uh, we've also got some general NBA talk. Uh, I guess Honest Chuck Mockler is going to tear apart the SI Top 100. Yeah,
1: it's going down, you guys. Oh, man,
0: getting vicious. <laughs> uh, so we got that, and then we got some team talk for you. Uh, man, got some big Bobby and Toby news. Big Guys, uh, all that coming up right now. I guess we'll just kick it off with some general NBA stuff. I, I mean, y- you really wanted to talk more about this this SI Top 100. You seem a little fired up. Who ca- I just like so first through fifth, like the
1: hundred through fifty. I mean, a Clipper, couple Clippers players got slided for sure. Yeah, uh, Toby and Lou got slided 100. And then. They come out with 50 through 31, and they put Devin Booker as the 50th best player of the top 100 players. Yeah, that's absurd. That blows my mind. Yeah. I'm a, I, I will say I am a huge Devin Booker fan. Oh, so I mean, same here. Like, I, I wish we had more of an argument about this. But, but it's just yeah. like, dude, how is he? Wh- I just don't understand it. He's at 50, which makes no sense. Then today they come out with whatever... 30 through 10 or 11 and draymond green is the 13th best player yeah that out of i the mean, top 100 that makes no sense to me the list is doing its job it's getting us mad and i'm talking about it but with lists like these i hate once you get to a certain point like once you get to like that top 20 yeah other than like lebron steph and durant i'm gonna say everything under that to 20 is almost a crapshoot to me
0: it's so highly subjective and like, I mean, I guess I go was like 14 or something like that. Who yeah. I know he's great, but the yeah,
1: 14th best player in the NBA. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And
0: the, like, it's hard not to think about it incrementally, but like you think he's that much better than like Devin Booker. Yeah. Then De- I
1: just, it's got me hot. That's the point. Uh I think they're going to troll everyone and probably put like
0: Adam Morrison at number one or something. Just to have people's heads explode. <laughs> I no, s- they'll put Durant at number one, and everybody will be like, "How can you tell? Oh. How can you not tell LeBron's the greatest?" That's a really good call, which is fair. LeBron's the greatest; he should always be number one. You think they'll put? They'll probably put Durant at one. I mean, that like they're trying to sell newspapers. Obviously, <laughs> they're trying to sell <laughs> those dang newspapers, <laughs> those classic Sports um, Illustrated newspapers. That so that
1: had me pretty much fired up. Other real league-wide stuff that happened today. Actually, Kevin, Lo- how is
0: Kevin Love thirty-one?
1: That's what I mean, dude. Like, he's above Kemba Walker, He too. averaged 20 and 10. Well, here's my thing. I think that should be maybe a little higher. He averaged 20 and 10 in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I could go on all day. Devin Booker, shout out to you. You're wonderful. Phoenix is very lucky to have you. Uh, other NBA news. This happened today, actually. Uh, a couple hours ago. Russell Westbrook had his fourth arthroscopic knee surgery. Fourth? Fourth surgery. Same knee. But he always kind of do- – I was reading some uh, Thunder talk, and he kind of always – he does this like every year around this time. Like it's like more of a maintenance thing.
0: It's like a uh, – It's like a
1: car. It's like a celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: instead like... of birthdays, he does this yearly knee <laughs> he, it's his knee. It's his knee birthday. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like this – I I get that it happens kind of often. I don't know. It just – it's so weird it's to me. surgery. So I'm like it shouldn't shouldn't it be a bigger like deal? a
1: major part of a player who relies on explosiveness.
0: I just feel like we talked more and I mean not you and I necessarily personally but I I feel like I saw more and read more on the internet about Devin Booker's hand surgery and his pinky than I did about this knee, knee surgery, yeah. which I I feel like it's so weird how it's getting kind of glossed over. Um, especially for a player like Westbrook. The entirety of his game is precedented on his knees. on those knees holding <laughs> up, man. Uh, it seems like he's going to be fine. I think
1: he's going to miss part of the preseason. They said like four to six weeks or something like that. But I'm kind of with you. Like, if he's having all these surgeries at some point, at some point it's going to be a big one. Or he's going to be smart enough and take care of his body and stuff like that, which I think he is. But it's still four knee surgeries.
0: And this is what? I mean, season ten? Something for him? like that. Yeah, close to it. Um, those knees aren't getting younger. Not getting any younger. I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess the yeah,
1: the weird thing to me is like how little it was talked about. It makes the Schroeder signing seem more I feel like, I feel like they maybe feel more comfortable this year with this surgery than in previous years now that they have a more capable backup.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, this is I mean,
1: that's probably the best f- backup they've had other than when James Harden yeah (laughs) I I was trying to I was trying
0: to think of somebody else in the interim and obviously no one is of that level or even like even of Schroeder's uh level as a point guard who I'm not personally a fan of but yeah
1: so I think Russell I mean the Thunder will probably start out slow just because Russell's probably going to try and start that knee off slow Mm -hmm. but it is just kind of something to maybe keep an eye on western conference wise Yeah, Because, I mean, that team, if Westbrook goes down, that team is not a good, (laughs) I would not say. Um, Oh, man. So, next, we're going to get into a pretty popular What Could Have Been Wednesday.
0: Oh, yeah. This is the one I feel
1: like everyone wants to talk about. big one, which I kind of identify with. The
0: biggest moment in Clippers history. (laughs) It kind of was.
1: But before we get into that, you guys... Uh, the NFL season has started. The Dolphins are 1-0 and are marching their way towards another perfect season, as they did in 1976. But Locked On NFL has become the house of experts, you guys. Matt Williamson hosts Locked On NFL and has a brand new lineup. Every Monday, you got Locked On's local experts on the biggest stories. Then Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus will join every Wednesday, and on Thursday, it's our boy. ESPN zone. Mike trapping out the sando. God, Mike Sando's the man. Be sure to follow Locked On on NFL uh, Locked On NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts,
0: anywhere you want to get this content. All right, guys. So now it's time for what could have been Wednesdays. This is I feel a heartbreaking one. This is a heartbreaking one. I feel like it's one of, I mean, for better or worse, definitely for worse, the most notable (laughs) Clippers like one of the most notable moments in Clippers' history. Agreed 100 percent Obviously, we're talking about. the twenty fifteen playoff collapse at the hands of the Houston Rockets. So can specifically
1: I specifically game six.
0: Okay. Yeah, specifically game six. Uh but I'll set the stage a little bit. All right. <laughs> I don't it's 2015. This. All right. Uh so in round one, we were up against a Spurs team. A great that was Spurs team. A defending NBA champion. Um one of the greatest playoff series. I mean, people yeah. say the the Clippers like choked in the playoffs or seven
1: like, games against
0: the Spurs. Seven games against the Spurs. Chris Paul in like what to me is my favorite Chris <laughs> Paul Clipper moment. Mm. The dagger. Yeah. Uh, man. I you know,
1: an an unbelievable series that gets swept under the rug because of what because we of did.
0: what happened next. But this <laughs> series, like that series. I mean, unfortunately. I don't know. Like, it's such a bummer that we didn't end up going further, obviously. But, like, Mm -hmm. this series coming off of it, I was so high on the Clippers. Everybody was. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, obviously they were my team and I was a fan, but, like, it felt real. I'm a pessimist anytime the playoffs start. (laughs) Like, I'm always going to be a pessimist, um, like, regardless of regular season. Good fans are pessimists, I would say, too. Yeah. But this just felt like, I don't know. It felt. It felt like we were untouchable. And it was the first time that the Clippers have felt like that. Yeah.
1: 100%. Looked incredible. <laughs> and then the next series started. <laughs> and then So, you know, the first games went great. Yeah. Clippers were looking good. Maybe a little tired from that seven-game series against, again, the defending. the Just the Spurs in general. I don't care even what they're defending. Then we get to game six. The first three quarters. Oh, man. Everything's awesome. Going great. We are cruising. This thing, might as well cruise control, f- bare feet out the driver's side window <laughs> is what I would say the vibe was for the Clippers. And that kind of came back to bite them. They were up 19 with a little over two minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, then the fourth quarter happened. Oh, man. And they were outscored. I knew it was bad, but when I was looking at the box scores, my eyes, like, fell out of my head. They are outscored 40 to 15 in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. 40 points given up in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. And we were up by 19 with two minutes to go in the third. Basically with the whole fourth quarter left. So we lose that game. And then at that point, with the Clippers' attitude and kind of the vibe around the team mentality-wise... Everyone kind of knew it was over, the series as a whole. Yeah, I think everyone could see the Clippers. The Rockets were acting very pouty when they were down 19. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. But the 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 mentality of the Clippers as a whole, it was so it hinged so much on Blake and DJ and CP3's mood that as soon as they lost that game, I don't think. I mean, I, you know, like you were saying, you're a pessimist in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As soon as they lost that game, I just went into ultra pessimism mode. I just went, oh, this is exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. We were going to lose this. I didn't think we were going to lose like this. But the next game, I had no, and I, this is maybe on me for being a bad fan in this situation. I had no faith that they were going to win game seven. Yeah. Which sucks. Numbers wise, let's just break down the playoff averages that Blake, CB3, and DJ had. Blake averaged 25, 6, and 13 in this round of the playoffs. Mind-blowing. CP3 averaged 22, 8, and 4. And DeAndre had 13 and 13 every game. And one assist, that doesn't really matter. Wow. So, we lose. You know, that was kind of maybe the first chink in the armor for Lob City to kind of go away. We lose. But, let's pretend we win. Yeah. Let's pretend instead of scoring 15 points in the fourth quarter, we score 30 points in the fourth quarter let's say we win we would have to play Golden state who had home court advantage yes what do you think because i i know what i think would happen what do you think would happen what
0: could have been well what could have been um (laughs) it's really hard to say i mean that team they're going
1: they're running into history
0: yeah i i feel like yeah, they're they're on their way to making history. The last time they ever lost in the playoffs was to the Clippers the previous year. Um and yeah, they had like a deep bench, deeper than the Clippers, which is something we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. But at this point like We the, can get into it now cuz that I mean that plays into what what happened. The roster for the Clippers was a little thin this year. A little top heavy.
1: Yeah. They had they did have Redick.
0: So Has it was Redick. Redick,
1: uh CP3, DJ, Blake matt barnes who's mm-hmm. starting <laughs> yeah jamal crawford off the bench and then after that it gets i mean that's already kind of thin when you get to matt barnes and jamal crawford as your five and six guys
0: yeah definitely
1: and then after that you said this really well before we started the pod this was a very doc bench
0: oh yeah we had <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so bizarre like we had nate robinson big baby uh yeah, Glenn Davis, which was what, what led me to saying that it was like a it yeah was a very uh Doc heavy kind of bench. Um yeah, it's the the depth just really it wasn't there.
1: It wasn't there, as evidenced by not having anyone off the bench who could maybe help us score more than fifteen points in the fourth quarter against the Rockets or no. maintain a nineteen point lead with two months to go in the third. No. So the bench very thin, and the Golden State Warriors at this time so. <laughs> The Clippers during the regular season were number one in offensive rating and 15th in defensive rating. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, no. You, I know, mean, you can get by on the, in the median defense if you have the number one offense. Yeah. Which I think everyone is comfortable with. However, <laughs> the Warriors that year, second in offensive rating, first in defensive rating. <laughs> yeah. So running into a juggernaut of a team. That has a deep bench, Iguodala, you know, not as old, not as many knocks.
0: Like, do you just think, do you think the Clippers would have won the series? Well, I mean, I do feel like history does play a part in it back when there was still a rivalry between the, the Warriors. Yeah. A um, much more
1: tangible rivalry than that.
0: And I mean, I, if we make it through that Rocket series, it's got to go past it's gotta go to six games minimum. Really? Yeah. Good for you. I think you, it goes man. I think it goes to six games. Um You're a better fan than I am. I I mean, I have faith, man. Uh, <laughs> they did I mean they did trounce the Rockets four uh, one. yeah. They, it it that, that was a, a gentleman's sweep. Definitely a gentleman's. That was the rudest
1: gentleman's sweep. I, I
0: guess I guess one thing we could get into and, and, and I mean it's a little bit hard. Um but when you talk playoffs you always got to talk about like what team has the best player or players on the floor and i think if you're you're talking about an assessment of players like or a uh, like an arrangement of players i mean warriors hands down but if we're talking about the single best player on the floor at that time who do you like in that series 2015 chris paul see then that's what i keep coming yeah. back to this is my defense for like the clippers <laughs> Maybe making it to the finals. Willing, he could just maybe will them. Yes, and I mean, he he was so great in that in the Spurs um series that we've already talked about, and yeah, I would have to say out of anyone on that, of out of any of those guys, um, he could drag them. He could he could maybe pull them through. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I I mean, you I still guess, think
1: as a whole, though, we lose.
0: If I'm being realistic. <coughs> If I'm being realistic, I, I don't know. Um, it is a bit of a toss-up though. Like I kind of really hard. It's it's really hard. It just depends. I think if we take one of those first games at home, we win. We win the series at Golden State's home. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Because um, an issue with the bench is that our biggest score off the bench was Jamal Crawford. Yeah. And the defense that the Warriors play is pretty good at shutting down a anybody but B, someone who plays like Jamal Crawford definitely you know so the most important
0: for that series to me would have been the bench yeah and I think we just would have gotten killed yeah they I mean definitely but in playoffs you know like you run six or seven guys yeah like in playoffs that. like especially like this deep mm-hmm. I feel like you you know your lineups are getting shorter and, and, shorter this and team shorter. it's
1: like we gotta yeah that would have been almost true so like I
0: mean it finals. is it is definitely a plus um for Golden State. But yeah, man, I don't know. Um, it would have been a, a... I mean, I can't
1: imagine what the playoffs would have been like if after that first series, we win 4-3 against the Spurs, and then we win 4-2 against the Rockets. And then God knows how many games would have happened. Like, that would have been such a great series of matchups. Yeah. That would have been such a hard run to get to the finals. Oh, yeah. That it would have been unbelievable. If we would have taken them out. And
0: I mean... I just think that we I I I think that we have a legitimate shot at at making the finals if we get through to Golden State. I mean, the team the the Clippers roster is like unquestionably better than that Rockets lineup. At this time, I feel like the Rockets and the Clippers are kind of are kind of similar in that they're still like there's still that kind of old style of of traditional like traditional mm-hmm. kind of five man lineups. Yeah. Whereas like Golden State and like the Spurs are closer to this like kind of positionless thing. Definitely. So I feel like that does make a good foil for that kind of team, for a small the ball new team. school versus old school type thing. Yeah, for yeah. a small ball team when you have um you know like Blake and uh, DeAndre kind of defending guys and also like offensively, yeah. it makes those, guys, it, it's harder for little guys to stop <laughs> yeah, those guys. Absolutely, You know, like Bogut isn't, I don't think Bogut is shutting down. He's not shutting down Blake or DJ. No.
1: And if they're both on the floor at the same time, that's a big problem for the Warriors.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, so they all, there was always issues with spacing in that era. Um, Just to their, you know, like Redick being the, the like the, the, only, the biggest perimeter yeah. threat. Um, and and that was most of the strategy uh, in the playoffs. A lot of times is like people would just prevent um, people would just guard Reddick from, yeah. from shooting. Um, but yeah, so I I do think that it, the spacing would be a little bit less of an issue just because of the defenders they would be they would be playing against. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I. Blake's shot still wasn't at it then. Was bad, yeah, bro. it still wasn't at then what it is right now. But if if we had, had the the point Blake capabilities Even just a year and a
1: half later. Yeah. Even just
0: that level. You had um. a you have an
1: optimistic look at it. I have a look at it that I think it's a very hard fought series. Mm-hmm. I still think we lose three one. Three one? Then the series. Four one, excuse me. Um, you, gotta
0: yeah, games, you got to win four games, dude. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, I still think we lose four one. They just call it after it's four done, games. guys. Too crazy. Um, my mistake. I think we lose four one. What do you think? So I think they're close games, but I think, okay. That's
0: what I was gonna ask. Like, what I think do you it's think gonna this- be
1: hard fought. Like it's gonna be those games where it's like, oh wow, the Warriors won by eight, but you're like, yeah, but it was a two point game until, you know a minute and 30 seconds left, and then Steph hit some absurd three or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think they're really hard-fought games, but I think we maybe win the first game back in L.A. But I just think, I mean, that Warriors team was just too dang good. And during the season, we were one and three against them that year, kind of in the heat, like the highest point of that rivalry. And as we mentioned about the benches, it's like, to win that series, Jamal Crawford would have had to play the best basketball of his life, and so would a Matt Barnes. Yeah. And that team was so cerebral like, that is so much of their playing was affected on mood. Yes. You know? So, like, I totally agree with you that the CP3 could have just dragged those guys into the finals. But it would have taken such a maximum amount of mental locking in with everyone else locking in with CP3. Because if
0: if one person's out, CP3 is going to notice. Yeah. And that, that was another thing. Like, he, I feel like he he was never really quite the leader to like pull the whole team up with he's,
1: him. Yeah, he's like kind of like a weird lead by example, but I'm also still going to tell you what to do, but not 100% of the way. Yeah. Like I'm going to know what I want you to do, but not necessarily communicate it and then yell at you for not doing Definitely. what I think you should do. Yeah. I think this goes back to, we talk about how CP3 and Doc has said this about how like he wants to be a coach, but he doesn't want to coach. This would have been such a, leap for him to make it would have made him a way better player if he just would have been able to lock in not that he's not a hall of fame player already do not get me wrong but he could have locked in and really like coached quote unquote that team to motivate them and get them to maybe get to the finals yeah but i just still think we lose 4-1 which sucks (sighs) but the, the point you brought up about kind of the new school versus old school. This was like right on the cusp of when everyone started kind of copying the Warriors type strategy is like they had to jump on everybody. Just that little bit. Like they had to drop on everyone with their.
0: Well, I feel like this, this was a copy of like what the Spurs were doing even earlier. Yeah.
1: That's a good point too. They just also happen to have two of the greatest three point shooters of all time. Yeah. (laughs) And the 13th best player in the league and Draymond Green apparently. Um, (laughs) I think it's hard, and I think they were... Another thing that contributed to that loss is they were just gassed from the Spurs, dude. Yeah. Playing the Spurs seven games, like a chip-on-the-shoulder Spurs. So what could have been? I think they still wouldn't have made the finals.
0: Yeah. Which sucks. Um, I guess just briefly... Yeah. If they do make the finals, what's the result of that?
1: Probably a loss just because the playoffs were so hard. The ramp-up to that was just like... Maybe not, though, because... DJ and Blake were still young at this point. Yeah. Not that they're old now, but like that bench
0: though, that bench just was not built. No. This was the last year. Also, Mozgov was like incredible. He got an Albatross contract after this season. Man, good for Timothy. It's kind of depressing to look back on it because
1: it's still like even if we would have won that game, it's still like we're running into a historically powerful Warriors team. Yeah that was, like, just beginning to realize how powerful they were really.
0: And one thing, I, f- I feel like the Clippers get a bad rap for, like, playoff, like, you know, especially during that era, never making it, um, never making it yeah, to, the, the, to the finals, round. um, to the conference finals. But uh, I would say that it's less disappointing to me than the Blazers.
1: Yeah, that's because they're in a small market. <laughs> they're lucky enough to live in Portland where they're, like, Trees go to their games and no one like. People forget Portland even has a championship.
0: Yeah, definitely. Which, who
1: cares?
0: Yeah. We got two Pacific Division titles, baby! <laughs> but at least, you know, it wasn't something that horrific. Like We didn't get swept in the first round. Yeah,
1: that's the nice thing. that We didn't get swept. I wish it would have maybe lit more of a fire underneath the big three. Yeah. I think it did, but instead, I think it just I made them angry. Instead ins- of, like, maybe trying to improve. I don't know.
0: No, and that was really, I think, their... Their best and probably only, only shot, shot. At, at um winning a winning a Western Conference, um, even getting to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Well, guys, now that we've
0: man, depressingly I'm looked really it, bummed out. I'm
1: bummed out now, you guys. Anyway, after that, after that, we're gonna talk about perhaps what is gonna be the greatest TV show of all time that will be on the internet. Now that I think about it, but first, guys, college football is back. All football is back. Flag football, college football, pro football. What? <laughs> the Locked On Network is expanding with college shows. Coming this week, Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Plus, we here at the network already have Locked On to the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. Go, Cougs! Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere really that they have podcasts. So, closing out, just some quick stuff. Boban's on Twitter. Guys it finally happened follow him go follow the God Bobon. Oh big shout out to Tobias Harris for giving us a retweet on Monday I Yeah, I know. think
0: that maybe we were personally responsible for having this this show happen I agree a hundred percent. I think the show is gonna happen
1: Bobon did miss my birthday cookout. He never responded There's always next year, he, you know, he had the kids he did have the kids <laughs> uh, But Bobby and Toby have a web series coming out tomorrow. Yeah, that is called the pre preseason. Yes it looks wonderful.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm all I'm. Um, I'm already in a bummed mood, but I'm a little bit bummed about. Is I look? was just looking at like the Clippers Instagram post about it, and like half the comments. I feel like people were kind of crapping on it. How can you crap on it, <laughs> people? No crapping on Bobot on this podcast. <laughs> no, it's
1: a no crap
0: podcast. It's a no crap zone. <laughs>
1: it is but, a no uh... crap zone,
0: dude. <laughs> but like one of the comments was like, "They'll never be uh, Blake and CP 3 that show was garbage. Hey, <laughs> that show was bad, dude. That show was a
1: Jordan ass. Those guys never had the real chemistry that Toby and Bobby had. No, those guys were the guys who hated each other off screen, and then when they started, they're like, "Oh, what's up, Chris?" Like, yeah, I was like, "No, you guys don't like each other." It's like our relationship. <laughs> uh, no, Bobby and Toby. There's a part where Boby's leading the spin class. There's a part where
0: they're in the dance studio. It looks like, it's like obviously a mixture of like that scripted kind of reality style. And it looks fun. All right. It looks fun. It it reminded me of Robin Big. Like Robin Big, they both knew that they
1: were on TV and what they were there to do. But they embraced it so well that it was clearly scripted situations. But they took it so well in stride that it's like, it was still funny. Yeah. Boby and Toby, they're going to i Are we worried they get too big? Maybe the fame goes to their heads. Maybe they stop playing basketball because they're making so much money in the entertainment <laughs> business. That would be pretty tight, actually. Um, no, but I'm, we're all in on the Clippers content takeover. I hope, like, I hope it goes through the whole year. I don't think it will. And at this point, I think the Clippers are setting everyone up to be heartbroken when these two guys are separated. Oh, yeah. That's going to be so
0: sad. Yes. Or it'll never happen. Who knows? And they'll be Clippers for life. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know, think like, that's going to happen? I'm really doubtful that that'll happen. Um, I really want it to, but...
1: uh, Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. We do, thankfully, you know, Tobias, 65th best player in the NBA. (laughs) Only 22 spots. No, excuse me. Only 51 spots away from Draymond Green. Wow. God, so close. Well, guys, that was a pretty sad episode of Lockdown Clippers. Yeah. On the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, Sorry about that.
0: Yeah. Good, Uh, Good news, though. We're gonna have some Love Mary Kill coming up on Friday. Love Mary Kill on Friday. Also, if anyone didn't an open tryout with
1: the Agua Caliente Clippers, get at us. Let us know how it went. <laughs> show hoping, us your
0: fit. Show us your fit.
1: I'm I'm assuming you made the team. We're gonna love to see you on the roster next year. And yeah, we will see you guys on Friday. Later, guys.